Hello, you can hear me. Oh, yeah. hello, yes. Hello, yeah. I can hear you. Good evening. Can you hear yourself? Yes. No, actually, but as long as you can hear me. You can hear yourself? Well, I can. I can, but probably not as directly as him. What happened to your ears? Although, <laughs> Why me? That's a good point. Okay, yeah, I suppose to revise, yes, I can. I can. It's not my problem. Just about coming through. Not your problem. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Secular Buddhism for Skeptical Atheists. Uh, I'm Dougie. I'm Mike. And this... Oh, I've said it already. And this is the podcast. This is the podcast. Uh, this episode, we are calling... They say, what? They said In what? Tarabang? Yes. My favourite word, sorry. Um, and so, without further ado, let's get started. Um, I'd like to open with a question. Yeah. Um, Mike, on, do you watch the news? Um, I listen to the news. Okay, I'm a podcast person. Ooh, podcast news. Could you believe it yeah well yeah who'd have thunk it i suppose uh, i suppose that actually when you add it all up i listen to hours literal hours and hours wow. worth of news across seven or eight different podcasts every day wow. but it's why you know it's a podcast so it's while i'm doing other things yes it's yeah. while i'm walking yeah uh, or while i'm walking on the treadmill wow or while i'm walking to the show oh, well, so you'll be in the gym and listening to the so the news is with the news is literally following you around your life all day <laughs> oh god that sounds dark. No, yeah, sometimes it's not the most motivational thing. So mm. if, if I'm if I'm trying to run or I'm trying to do some squats yeah. or whatever, maybe that's yeah. not what's on the old yeah. earphones there. But no, yeah, while yeah. I'm while I'm doing the cooking, while that's I'm so out and about doing the shopping, mm. I think you're not supposed to do this. It's one of the first things that I do when I wake up in the morning. Oh wow, just for that extra injection of cortisol. Well, I yeah. say that I say that. So when I say news, I don't really clarify. When you say you listen to news podcasts, is it just a sort of a dispassionate list of all the things? that have been happening around the world or is it more kind of discursive and topics sort Ooh, of being it, discussed or it's a mix okay. um, some of them are it's it's probably about 50-50 and some oh, of it wow. is world events quite a lot of it is economics I don't know when that happened mm. but I became a bit of an economics geek it's very learned of you and then probably about a third of it is more magazine-ish but still very news focused so oh, more of like a, a lay perspective yes. on it yeah. but still from journalists and is this a habit you've built over time like I don't know. Or were you a very precocious, you know, nine-year-old? Did you, did you... <laughs> no, honestly, I, it was when I started the job that I have now four ah, years ago. Interesting. And okay. I thought, oh, I'm about to be surrounded by people that know what's happening. And I don't know anything. Oh, that's really interesting. So you, you're listening to the news because you think everyone else is listening to the news. Well, no, I don't. I don't I'm not sure that they are because I feel mm. like I know more than most of the people that, oh, <laughs> that I okay, end up okay. talking to at work. But it definitely <laughs> helped get a leg up. Whereas... Um, uh, I felt mm. like I was about to leap into a terrifying world I had yeah. no knowledge of. That's so interesting. Now, if, if I've got too much knowledge, that's that's fine, because enough is in there. Yes, yeah, yeah. You've got a range to choose from. Yeah. You've reminded me of uh, something, a, a story one of my old colleagues told me about. Basically, he's a straight guy, lovely guy, and he, in order to be able to have conversations with other straight men, he basically went through a phase of learning all about football by reading, like, very diligently, basically revising the back pages of the newspaper for like six months okay. <laughs> until it all made sense. Wait, so where, this implies at some point he was gearing up for his first ever conversation. When was, <laughs> when was this that he started doing that? Well, I mean, I suppose I suppose I painted rather a stark picture. I imagine he was already already talking to people. He's a pretty normal guy. Um, <laughs> but but it was but the reason I mention it is it's it's quite it's kind of interesting. Yeah, okay. Mm. But you'll correct me if I'm wrong because he does listen to this. Much love to my LGBT plus friends and family who do like sports or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are loads of them. My last job, it turns out. So what about you? I know that you've written for the news. Well, I've written the odd opinion piece. It's definitely not news, but it's about the news, I suppose. Um, do I watch the news? Mm, I, I have it on in the background too. So I will listen to, this is going to make me sound like an old man now, but I will listen to like the Today program. Okay. Then sometimes I'll listen to Times Radio as okay. well. That's just fine. on my phone, on like live, just live, yeah. live wittering in the background. Yeah. Um, and I think a little bit like you, just so I feel as though if someone tries to strike up a conversation with me about, you know, the Taliban or something, mm-hmm. um, but then I'll be ready. I will have things to say. And that's, that is probably why. And also occasionally it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. It's just never necessarily particularly happy news. Yeah. One of the main podcasts I listen to makes an attempt every couple of episodes to kind mm. of round off with. It's usually something about nature. Not necessarily, Aww. it's not usually the, the whole like, oh, this dog knows a funny trick or whatever, but it is a bit. Not just a TikTok video they found. Yeah. yeah. What, what were they saying today? One of, There's a tortoise that's been observed <gasps> hunting down oh, and eating this. a bird. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Somewhat terrifyingly. Yeah. They are know. not vegetarian. And at I guess least not this one. That involves murder and butchery, but at least it's in it's amongst mm. the animals, I suppose. So it's lighter news. <laughs> and there's not really uh, a lot to be thrilled about all the time in the news. No. And I think, I don't know if you can, you can always call it news when it's on social media but i think social media can tend to make that even tougher to yes. deal with what do you think yeah i think i think the thing about or the thi- a thing that can often be the case in social media and a thing that it highlights is how depending on the story you choose to tell the same news can be very a really uplifting story or a really terrifying story you know something that's very exciting for your average guardian reader might be something that's terrifying for your average daily mail reader um so, but you know that's just that's a kind of extreme example that people in the uk will probably sort of understand but you know i imagine most of what you listen to and i'm certain of this comes from a relatively similar perspective you're not listening to eight wildly different viewpoints on the world or maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm assuming too much well i think uh, the different social media platforms have the news represented in very different ways right Mm, so it goes from platforms like instagram where everything's really visual and if you see any Mm. news at all it's it will generally be because you've specifically subscribed to certain channels that will then give you sort of headlines or blurbs or or something very very striking and very jump out at you Mm. through to Twitter, where mm. you, from my recent explorations into into Twitter, do oh, get genuinely quite a big mixture of everything. Yes, right. Yeah. You, it's all people's opinion, but then people will also be yeah. sharing links and yes. room for discourse. Yeah. Can be is a little bit more limited. Certainly, I think still a lot a lot does pop off in, yes. in the Twitter comments. The interesting thing about that though is that all the stuff you're seeing there is largely, unless you're on a sort of a news part of the platform, news that your friends or at least people you will have chosen to proactively follow yeah. have chosen to mm-hmm. share yeah sure and then that goes all the way to facebook where around the time that i started to move away from there was when the sharing of news stories was just growing exponentially mm. yes and yeah. um i noticed particularly then but i think it's it's the same on twitter as well there are two types of things that you'll mm. really tend to see mm-hmm. they are really broadly speaking mm-hmm. you will get articles or opinions that really closely match with you yes and really strengthen yes. 
how you feel about something. Yes. And then you'll get those that are entirely opposed to how you feel. Uh, okay, yeah. And rile yeah. you up and yes. get you stressed out. Yes. And it's appeared in your feed because someone has shared it saying, isn't this ridiculous? Oh, they've like hate people? shared it. Yeah. 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 Or they've hate shared it or yeah. somebody has commented on it because it's drawn their ire. Yes, yeah. And, and then you can see their reply and that means you end up seeing the... Yeah, or it's your, you know, anti-vaxxer anti. Mm. And um, and mm. you've been that person and you've started commenting on it going, going like, hey, you're crazy. And uh, and then your friends and family are seeing that and starting to pile on. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose in the time of COVID, I don't know, I feel like I'm more aware of this problem now than maybe I was a year ago. It's become more visible, maybe. Well, for at least in our world, where relative to many other places in the world... In, mm. in central London, not too much of hugely grave importance really happens in our world <laughs> on a day-to-day, at least in mine, yeah. on a day-to-day yeah. basis. I'm kind of doing my work, playing my video games, and that's fine. But now it's a little bit more the misinformation that's out there, or the what what I might view as a different uh, yes. as a as a dangerous opinion. Yeah, someone else might have a different view, but I see that as being a lot more life and death. Yes, than anything yeah. that, that has generally come before in my world. No, I can relate to that, and it's sort of starting to actually physically manifest like I feel like we're seeing more protests about your well you mentioned your auntie anti-vaxxer and I didn't say that was necessarily my auntie necessarily no sorry <laughs> no you mentioned an auntie anti-vaxxer actually you said anti-anti-vaxxer because of your accent which was quite fun yep. and but I only mentioned this because actually at work this week we had a load of anti-vaxxers sort of semi-storm the building which was quite exciting I'm imagining a bunch of aunties now yeah well yeah I mean I don't know anything about that that's maybe that's but, how you should pronounce it now but um no. anti-vaxxers but they no but they were they were anti-vaccine passport people but it, it was sort of this physical manifestation of a part of, of social media that I have absolutely no exposure to because I don't have any you know because we live in this semi-self-curated bubble of people we follow or, or our families sometimes we end up it turns out that there are people out there who don't think in the same way we do and right. mm-hmm. we're being confronted with that more and more it's hard I don't know quite how to respond to it because my, my reaction to it is you know you're all mad and you're all wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not necessarily very constructive yeah and i think i mean it's not my intent in this too because i'm aware there will be people listening to us that have well everyone will is going to have an opinion on vaccines and, mm. and covid and yes uh, everything else and, and even vaccine passports which that protest you, you said was about mm. I, that's uh i guess understandably divisive issue i can i can mm. understand arguments mm. on both sides for sure mm. it's not our intent in this episode here to talk about like rights and wrongs of this and that whatever but more to highlight that when you do experience something like that you see something that feels life and death like that it can evoke such a strong reaction yeah that feels very primal and it's so natural to be combative yes and, i mean and they become very other right they're sort of what me and my lot think and what they and they, yes. that lot over there think well, us versus them yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh that goes back to what i was saying about those two types of content that you often tend to see the way that these platforms on social media are designed and to a certain extent i I think a lot of the news can kind of emulate this. Mm. What is going to be surfaced to the top is are the articles or the posts, whatever, that get proven to have the most interaction. And yeah. the things that have the most interaction are the things that either everyone agrees with or everyone hates. Things that are kind of sitting around in the middle and are yeah. balanced and sensible and nobody really has much to say about them. Well, nobody's going to have much to say about them. So they yeah. don't end up being quite so popular. Completely. That uh, I mean, that's why Trump was such a phenomenon, right? 
in the media because it was hard. Pretty much anything he said, people either violently disagreed with or violently or yeah. violently agreed with. Yeah, and there's no middle. There was no middle ground there. No, uh, no. Not not to say you know what side you should fall on. That whichever side you did fall on, it was going to be mm. a strong feeling, and yes, that, that yeah, yeah. does great in today's world. And yeah. but these things, particularly if you do disagree with them, and if the world is slowly splitting us up into us versus them yes. camps, it, it can lead to a lot of. I mean, have you ever had a you ever had a Twitter beef? Twitter, ever had a Twitter ever had a family or friends spat on Facebook? Oh uh, well, no, but people close to me have. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Tell me what these people close <laughs> to you have gone through. It's there's just a lot of angry toing and froing. So someone will present yeah. often a view that's relatively unsubstantiated and lacking in nuance, and then that will inevitably that often gives rise to a retort similarly lacking in nuance that is sort of the same thing except the entire opposite view right. and then you just end up in this sort of ghastly loop that's made even worse by the fact that you can just relive it over and over again by going to the top and starting and reading it all the way yeah. through again make yourself mad yeah exactly and the thing is because this is started because this happens everywhere I, I have a couple of friends who for instance around um, the vaccination issue have properly fallen out with very close family members and haven't yeah. spoken to them for you know for a few months in one occasion mm-hmm. you know and you step back from that that's that's quite a high price to pay for having a different view to somebody definitely I think it's natural to get to that place very quickly it's something that's very built into us there's a there's a sort of survival instinct there right if somebody disagrees with something that you're saying and it, it feels like an important issue at, at some point yeah. down the line in the in the past I'm sure it would be beneficial to your to your literal survival to yeah. have that person out the group have them at the very least shouted down and, and yeah. told their uh, view is not going to be imposed on you and yours mm. because it's dangerous yes yeah. and you know over the millennia as the stakes are reduced and we're um we're no longer trying to run away from dinosaurs or mm. or whatever Absolutely. yes that inner bar of what is that life or death situation that you need to fight and argue over yeah uh, slips and it becomes yeah. uh less serious things that that people are fighting over but they are still very much fighting every day mm. and we do still have uh, these arguments and I, I, proudly it's not been too many times in, in my past but certainly when I was younger there were at least a couple of times I'm certain that mm. that everyone has had that where you launch into something on the comments on a ridiculous post that yes. someone yeah, has done yeah, and you, yeah. just you get sucked in yeah. just can't help yourself yeah. that leads to an interesting dilemma right because do we want to surround ourselves with people that we agree with so that we feel good and our views are reinforced and never challenged and that's when we don't get thrust into this situation of you know ruthless to and fro combat yeah or do we actively seek out people who hold views that we do not hold ourselves in order to have our views challenged and maybe enter into these into these exchanges and and if so how do we do that positively how do we avoid going to and fro and just being really i guess emotional and sort of anger driven and so so where are you where <laughs> where does this go how do you avoid either just sort of living in a sort of ignorant but safe environment or and or how can you like grow beyond that without just being really angry with all these people that you disagree with i mean yeah. i imagine there's a third way <laughs> uh, funny you should say that no no um they obviously we're going to tie this into into buddhism here but i think um just very quickly on uh, what you were saying there should you try and diversify your viewpoints i think yes essentially <laughs> mm, yes. I, I think yeah. uh, there's there are a lot of people out there who are trying to um argue for this and saying find that middle way find a, a balance not just in the types of viewpoints that you're getting across the spectrum of liberal and conservative or mm. or 
whatever the particular spectrum is that you're looking at, sure. but also the diversity of the people whose yeah. viewpoints you're taking in across yeah. gender and race and socioeconomic and, and sexuality, everything else. Mm. But it, it's always going to be jarring, right? I mean, one of the things that they say is if you read an ultra-conservative newspaper or, I mean, who reads newspapers? Mm. Website, mm. news yeah, website, yeah. Uh, or an ultra-liberal one, yeah. find something from the opposite end of the spectrum to mm. read every once in a while with some sort of regularity too and get the balance the other point and of course that's going to be quite jarring yes right because yeah, yeah. you're not going yeah. to enjoy what they have to say yeah but it is kind of a practice in mindfulness and also a challenge in mindfulness mm. all rolled into one yeah you have the thing interrupting your echo chamber which is the popular word echo chamber so i suppose if you if you think about the metaphor visually you're stuck you're in this chamber where all you can hear is the echo of your own opinions because you're surrounded by people who literally are echoing what you believe and everyone says the same thing and yeah. you're in this sort of cycle of just repetition and yeah like if you've done your party's done really well on election night and you post on Twitter great election result and everything else that you see also says great election result then yeah. it's just magnified and yeah, you think exactly. that everyone exactly. feels that way Brexit was a bit of a catalyst I think in this country where we realised that we were in echo chambers because there was one thing happening it's a good example in a way because there was this one thing happening we're leaving the EU but depending on what you were reading this was either a fantastic opportunity or a national crisis and no possibility <laughs> no room for understanding why no. somebody could think otherwise exactly yes yeah because the other side were were stupid or yeah usually stupid that's usually what it boiled down to and yeah. there was there was very little nuance in that yeah because they couldn't understand you the irony being that you also can't understand them yes so uh, does that also make you stupid probably not so maybe there's something else going yeah. on there yeah yeah so exposing yourself to these other views that are going to be quite jarring for you are it's a it's a mindfulness practice in the sense of breaking up that echo chamber effect mm. regardless of whether your view is right or not yeah. the the fact is it's so easy these days to forget that that's not the only view sure, yeah. and uh, you know depending on the quality of the of sources that you're looking at you might be finding that this news source from the other end of the spectrum mm. actually has some very well considered viewpoints too and you might still not agree with them yeah but actually there is merit in other people's chains of logic yeah that you just haven't explored turns out yeah so there's that that's the straight up mindfulness practice and then i think there's also the mindfulness challenge involved mm. in that because latching onto this example if the one thing that you're going to do is is try and look at news mm. from yeah. another source yeah if you're going into that prepared and saying i am likely to see something that's going to upset me yeah but i'm not going to let that actually knock me off the rails and mm, fall yes. into a spiral and yeah. start attacking people really, really angry and thinking oh yeah. all these people oh. yeah start um, sharing vitriol in the comments yeah that's going to be a challenge right there yes that's yeah. just like in meditation when your goal is to is to be thinking about the one thing for however many minutes and it gets yeah. hot uh, it yeah. gets sideswiped immediately and you have to bring it back there yeah. same thing your goal yeah. is to get this information or, or yeah. this this other viewpoint yeah but it's going to be sideswiped by your emotion it will and also I think and I don't want to sound like some some sort of Sith Lord here but you do also get very caught up in this with good points of view and bad points of view I feel like that's the thing we think a lot and we usually right. think that all of our points of view are good <laughs> and then all other points of view are bad somehow mm -hmm. and often like through a moral end sometimes yeah that's um, really interesting and I think that because that's how we're approaching it it becomes very personal because what we think is right and wrong is like part of our identity and then if someone's attacking your views 
those, then you feel that they're attacking you and like part of what you consider your identity. And I think that's certainly in my experience, that's a lot of where my problems have come from when I look back and think, why did I care so much about that? At the very least, it's not going to help find a, a resolution or stop the spiral when it's taking place. Yeah. Even if there's no resolution to be found, there's no solution to the argument. You're not going to get the two people on the same side. No. You at least maybe have an opportunity to not let it get any worse. Yes. And on that note, I uh, there's one of my famous parables here. Well, it's not my parable. It's not your parable? No, I, I didn't write it here. Although it, the wording on this one looks like it's been written in a fairly casual manner. Hmm. So let's give it a go. It's really just this, this second sentence here that, that gets me. So one of the many lives of the Bodhisattva, that's the, the Buddha on his journey to being Buddha, hmm. okay. uh, was spent as an ascetic. So uh, ascetic. Someone turning their nose up at the indulgences of the world. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite sentence. This one time, he <laughs> came back as the most superior ascetic in the whole order. Uh, everyone, and everyone used to follow him. Okay. Uh, okay. So in this story, there was another ascetic who was jealous and thought, right, you know what's going to raise my profile by knocking down this other one? Okay. I'm going to get an elephant drunk. An elephant. <laughs> <Right>? Okay. <laughs> so okay. Thought, that's going to. This is a good parable already. That's, gonna that's solve, quite an image. Solve my issues. And the drunk elephant is, I don't know, going to trample the Bodhisattva or is going to. Um, this is getting quite gruesome. Make the Bodhisattva look a fool. I'm yeah. not really sure. Okay. But, so uh, he's walking down the street. So is the so is the drunk elephant. Everyone's frightened, and a frightened woman drops her her child at the feet of a oh, Bodhisattva. God. Okay. Not great for the child. Okay. I'm going to assume for the purpose of the story, the child's okay. Yeah. Uh, the wild elephant comes up to them, and as it's about to trample them, the Bodhisattva places his hand on its forehead and gently strokes it, and suddenly the elephant becomes calm oh. and bows in front of him. Wow. And everyone was amazed to see this miracle. Oh, okay. Okay. No. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. There are a few things that you can take from this. A few mm. a few ways that you can that you can read this. Yes. I think the more general way is the reaching out to the elephant there, placing a calming hand on the forehead, mm. is a metaphor for meditation and mm. the effort that goes into actually divorcing yourself for a second from whatever is going on in that situation. So like a from, charging elephant. Yeah. So from <laughs> just panicking, oh, this yeah. elephant is coming up to me. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And actually trying to do something. And so mm. on a very general level, you can be mindful in that moment. Yeah. If you if you want to talk specifically about whatever this is, this Twitter beef that you've got, sorry, your friend has going on, <laughs> or uh, the onslaught of emotions from sure. looking up another news website that you yeah. wouldn't normally go to. Yeah, yeah. In, in this case, you have the opportunity, maybe not necessarily to reach out to that other person and be like, hey, mm. here's some compassion. Maybe, maybe that is you, and maybe yeah. you do do that. <laughs> but at the very least, you have the opportunity to take a step back, say, this elephant doesn't need to trample over me. Yeah. I can end this now. I yeah. can walk away. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, on the surface level, it's so unsatisfying, right? Mm. You never, yeah. you don't, you don't want to leave a fight. You don't want to no. leave an argument no. and be like, and let that person think that they're clever and they won. Yes. But actually, when you're in that, they said what yes. moment? Yeah. It doesn't need to reach its natural conclusion. No. Well, I think there's like we have a bit of a culture of the well, we accept the idea of accepting defeat, right? And mm. sort of if you don't engage mm -hmm. and oppose, oppose and passionately argue, then somehow that is you saying, okay, you're right. Yeah, it's the, it makes it a zero-sum game. Somebody yes. has to be the winner and the loser. Exactly. It's not a bed for, like, discourse. It's more a flat bed. It's not a necessarily a kind of fruitful bed. <laughs> what? It's not like a flat... I'm thinking a flower bed, but, like, I need a different... It's not a fruitful kind of starting point for, like, nuance and debate and discussion because 
workers, you're already in this kind of antagonistic, okay. shit slinging, um, antagonistic, you know, posture, both of you. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the thing about this met- this parable, it's possible that he could still have got trampled, right? But I feel like it's less likely than if he had just panicked and screamed and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If he panicked and screamed, that would pretty much seal his and this poor, unfortunate baby's fate. Yeah. Whereas the fact he was like, okay, I'm going to try something else mm-hmm. is ultimately what led to this outcome. But it's actually the only thing that gave him even a chance of this outcome happening. Yeah. I suppose. And again, it's in a lot of the scenarios that we encounter day to day in a much simpler life and there's no drunk elephants. There's just people we disagree with online. Mm. The things that we have the opportunity to do are really quite simple and often involve accepting that that other opinion is out there and you're not going to change it. Maybe you've made a valiant effort, but after a certain point, you're just going to say, okay, yes. that's fine. Yes, and we can I'm, agree to disagree. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, even even that riles me up. Yes, yeah, I can see, I can see your <laughs> but, face. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's going to be harmful for me to yeah. carry this on. Yeah. So it's over. Because when we agree to disagree, what we're actually agreeing is that we're both right, but we're also both wrong from each other's point of view. That's fine. I'm fine. So I suppose if you find yourself asking, they said what? Uh, give yourself a second to think, okay, what is the practical impact of that? And do I actually have to respond? Yeah. Have I done the little steps that I can do to make a change in the world? Harkening back to our previous episode, mm. check it out if you've not listened to it yet. And if so, do I need to accept that this is where we're at right now? And I'm at least yeah. not going to make my evening any worse yeah. by yeah, getting yeah. further involved. Yeah. yeah, completely. Ironically, that is actually the right question because you do want to be thinking about what have they said, not how does what they said make me feel. Yeah. Uh, so don't, you know, if you find yourself saying, oh, they said what? Then that's fine. Think they said what? It. Oh, okay. What did they say? Right. That is yeah. what they said. Oh, they said that and I feel what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really what's happening there with your interrobang and your capital letters. With that, listener questions. Listener questions. Oh, there's a jingle, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, you just did it. You did <laughs> I just, it. For I just us. did it. Organic. Yeah. Okay, we have we have a bunch. So why don't you start us off, Max in Newton Acliffe? Where do you think psychedelics fit into the picture of Buddhism and spirituality? Some people cite them as catalysts for spiritual growth and great tools for personal development, whereas others would argue that they're a lazy attempt to bypass the work required to gain spiritual enlightenment and peace. Hi, Max. Max says, where do you think psychedelics fit into the picture of, of Buddhism and spirituality? Okay, I, I hear you have a strong thought on that, so let's hear yours. I don't know if I do have a strong... I mean, the thing about this question is that I have... I don't feel qualified to answer it because I've never taken any psychedelics. So my answer in essentially is maybe maybe they do fit in, <laughs> right, but they okay. don't fit into like my current... Well, my, my experience up to now. They're not part of like my story. Okay. Um, I can say out loud that I'm very open-minded about the idea of them being sort of useful in some way. But I think I actually have a very closed mindset, like the opposite of a growth mindset Okay. about taking medicines and putting things in my body that I don't completely understand. Um, <laughs> so is that an answer? That's an answer. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? You know what? Max fairly succinctly put in his question what my answer would have been, oh, honestly. In- oh, interesting. Uh, I think a lot of being able to become more mindful and 
and more balanced and uh, zen, if you want to call mm. it that, is around realizing what we spoke about in the very first full episode of this podcast, that your mm. ego is, you know, what you think of as you is not really the real you. It's just a collection of things mm. that you've told yourself, like mm. a, I I am a clean and tidy person and I am a warrior and uh, I am I'm a warrior, you yeah. know, I am a heavy metal yeah. musician and yeah. defined by that. Yes, I am bad at sports. Yeah. yeah. Let's say two and a half out of those four things are true about me guess which ones mm. and um <laughs> so there is an argument out there that psychedelics are a, a way of helping break that link mm. and some people talk about suddenly realizing that thing, and almost kind of spontaneously mm. uh, realizing for themselves that those things don't define them and being yeah. able to see yeah. uh, a much deeper connection with who they are and what the world is oh. um and one that is sustained after it's all left their system kind of thing it just accelerates their journey kind of thing for some people and i can imagine if something is quite a profound experience it will uh, that will stay with you and you'll just be thinking about it more in general and then on the other side Max said are they a lazy attempt to bypass the work required and I think yeah that's that's also possible because I it will always be a slower harder one journey I mean speaking as mm. two people here who think a lot about the things that we talk about in this podcast there are no shortcuts to it no life is still long and slow and flawed are they kind of the steroids of the mind gym could you say that is that, is that <laughs> yeah maybe uh and along with all the associated risks yeah. and we should say it will vary country to country and the majority of countries this mm. is it's not a legal practice that we're talking about here yes that's um, true and i do i suppose part of my personal system of beliefs is that any progress that you fought and worked hard for mm. and really have failed through mm. um the progress will be stronger as a result because it's mm-hmm. the experience of the failure and understanding standing where you got it wrong that makes that progression yes. stronger yeah. overall. Yeah. We have a couple of others here. A, a short one from Luke in London. What kind of microphones are you using? Oh, Love the technical. podcast. Very, Thanks, te- Luke. very technical. I am using we use two different ones. We do. Because we are two different people. Uh, mine is mine is a rude NT USB. Wait, and now I need to find out what mine is. It's a blue well it's not blue, it's white, but I think the brand is blue. <laughs> blue. And it's called it's a ice what is it? An ice? It's a Snowball ice. Yours yeah. sounds fantastic. Though. Oh, thank you. So, so does like yours. That. I enjoy yours. Um, João in Pará, one of our seventy-seven Brazilian listeners. Hello, Brazil. The stats are in. Exactly. Uh, you talk a lot about meditation practice. Are there things you do in your day-to-day lives outside of literally sitting down to meditate where you think some of the same benefits of meditation might apply? What do you think? Interesting. Meditation practice is a great foundational practice. I think you can do. That. I mean, there are different ways even to. Do that you know you can do walking meditation that's a thing and but mostly sitting is traditional and i do think that's important and i've never really done anything else that's quite impacted me in the same way but by the same token it's a good example if i've been playing the piano for a long time and i'm just focusing on this one page and the way i practice is i'll be playing it quietly and slowly just over and over and over again that can be can be very consuming and very i can be very focused on just that and i'm not thinking about anything else right meditative in that it pushes yeah Yes. all other thoughts out yeah exactly and you have kind of a clear mind yes and in the gym I experienced a similar thing as well got it yeah I'm maybe cheating a little bit I think Ooh. that because this is kind of part of what the goal is when you are meditating mm. is to be able to do this I think anytime you're in a stressful situation or having a conversation that is heading south quickly anytime that you're able to stop the direction that it's mm. heading in mm. and just take a step back and go oh, okay mm. I have a choice in the next thing I say and it could get a lot worse um, uh, and I, I'm going to ch- 
say something that is a better choice right now or mm. I'm actually just going to put a pause on this altogether and mm. come back to it later when I'm in a better mindset. That mirrors meditation just in the same way as you're trying to think about your breathing or whatever and your, yeah. your mind gets distracted and yeah. you're having to bring it back onto yeah. topic. Topic in this case is being uh, just actually being a calm, happy person, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah you're it's, like intervening in that moment. Yeah. yeah, it's easy in life to get dragged away from that purpose and so anytime you can bring it back to that, especially if it's one of the first times really that you're consciously saying, this is what I mm. meditate for. Yeah, I'm going to try and make this moment go a little bit better than it could do otherwise. That's quite profound. Yes. You yeah. realize what it's all for. You have like things that come up in your day-to-day life, those kind of experiences. They can be they can be very powerful. Mm. So thank you, Max, Joao, and Luke. Do you want to talk us out? I'd love to talk <laughs> us out. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. Um, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, positive or negative, then please let us know. And we want to hear your voices, voice notes. We'd right? love to hear your voices. Yeah, voice note us. And um, you can contact us on social. So I'm Dougie Robertson, and you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and another one TikTok um, and it, yeah I know uh, and uh, my handle is D0UG7A5 and mine is OMG Mike Hoffman nice that's a good handle it is a great handle I will never stop saying that and yeah and also if you enjoyed the podcast then maybe tell a friend maybe tell two friends um, yeah. that would be great we would really appreciate that that's the only way people will find out about the podcast you know tell the people in your echo chamber maybe tell <laughs> some people outside your echo chamber you know that would be even better you know I wonder if the people outside your echo chamber would like it maybe, maybe not. not maybe not <laughs> with caution but but you know even if they don't like it they'll be responding to it and that's that's great that's really interesting we've been blown away by the numbers we send each other little texts every time the email comes yeah, in yeah, so do. you uh, all are really doing it for us by bringing along a friend word of mouth so please keep it going every single one of you it makes a huge difference makes and we're massive. loving it we are so loving it so, so loving it thank you thank you very much and see you next time goodbye goodbye Bye.